Welcome back, everyone. Today is Wednesday, January 17th. This is NYU grad with Stocks and Finance. Um, Want to thank all of the new subscribers. That uh, in-stream of new subscribers and pledgers is healthy. So just wanted to welcome everyone. Um, you'll soon uh, get to know the format of the podcast as well as just the general format of the Substack as a entity, but welcome aboard. Uh, I will go through the markets as I do every day. Uh, I try to do this in under 15 minutes, no advertising, uh, and no politics. Um, I do want to say at the tail end of it, I don't even know if you would call this advertisement. I would say it's more of a partnership and uh, without going into too much detail yet, I will later on at a later date. In 2023, I was actually a victim of a SIM hack. Uh, a SIM card is what is typically in your phone if you have like an iPhone or a Samsung or, or a Google uh, Android phone, whether it's a physical SIM card or a e-SIM card, like a QR code SIM card. SIM hacks are very popular for hackers because of how easy it is to do. Um, And I digress. I'll talk about it a little bit more later at the tail end. So if you want to, you know, totally skip out and, and hit the stop button after the initial podcast, that's fine. But I am going to partner with um, a company called Ephany. It's spelled E as in Echo, F as in Frank, A as in Apple, N as in Nancy, I as in IBM. So Ephany. I made the switch over to them after the SIM hack. Um, I don't want to disparage the company I was with, but it's one of the big three. So it was either T-Mobile, Verizon, or AT&T. One of those three I was with, and I was SIM hacked. Uh, But I was able to prevent any financial damage. I was lucky. I was very fortunate to be able to have done that. Um, So when I made the switch to Ephony, uh, I wanted to have some uh, time under my belt before I can promote them and vouch for them. And and I think the time is now. I think the timing is really good, uh, unfortunately, with uh, all of the Bitcoin uh, general public, like learning about Bitcoin and wanting to participate in Bitcoin now with the ETFs approved and all of the hacks that are going on now whether it's the sec.gov's x slash Twitter account that was hacked. And I believe that was potentially a double authentication failure. Like the SEC didn't have double authentication turned on or something. Or through this, the cell phone, they were able to trick the double authentication. I really don't know, but it definitely was a double authentication issue on the user level. Uh, And then you have all of these mortgage servicers that are getting hacked for all of our personal data. Um, I think it's a good time for all of us in 2024 
to really get serious about identity theft uh, and to secure our, our, our wealth, our money. Uh, and I'll go into this more at the tail end of it, but um, let's jump in right into the markets because there's a lot to cover. Uh, I'm going to call today's podcast, I'll title it, Lie to Me in Davos. Um, and the reason why I'm titling it this way is Breath with a D, B-R-E-A-D-T-H. Um, so looking at the breath numbers today, you had 112 new highs and 451 new lows. Now, if you remember yesterday on Tuesday, I, I noted, hey, this is the first time in a while where I've seen new lows outpace new highs. Probably since like November, I haven't seen it. So now it's two days in a row we have new lows outpacing new highs. Yesterday was like 1.5x new lows versus new highs. Today is almost 3.5x uh, to the downside. So this is a considerable expansion of new lows. You had yesterday as well, uh, majority declining, but today similar, you had 21% of shares advancing and 75% of shares declining. Um, looking at the 50-day moving average, you have 38% of shares in the market uh, that are under or below the 30, uh, the 50-day moving average. So you have 38% below the 50-day, and you have almost 40% below the 200-day moving average. So there are some uh, warning signs here for potential um, interim sell-off or pullback, whatever you want to call it, uh, in November rates, uh, the 10-year yield uh, went down 100 basis points and the markets rallied from a cliff before crashing. So I don't know, maybe this is just a pullback from that rally or maybe we test um, the start of that. But when you take a look at the Magnificent Seven, it wasn't the best of days. You had, um, you know, yesterday on Tuesday, I mentioned that micro, like, it was basically the Magnificent Seven that was trying to hold up the market while the Russell 2000 crapped the bed. Today, you had Microsoft down 0.2%, Apple down half a percent, NVIDIA down 0.58%, Google down 0.83%, Amazon down almost a percent. You had Meta up a quarter percent. And that's about it. Um, when you take a look at the sectors, every single sector was red. Uh, the, the biggest downside sector was real estate. And I'll talk about that in a little bit. Uh, then you had utilities right behind, basic materials and energy, consumer cyclical, industrials. They're all red. Um, when you take a look at the week, I know we have a two more trading sessions on a shortened week, but tech is green for the week so far, but every other sector is red. Not a good sign. So a lot of deterioration today uh, in the market. Um, what did I want to really focus on today was breath. Um, I posted about breath quite a bit in my uh, Substack, whether it was a written post, 
I cover it every day in the podcast. Whether you're looking at uh, NYSE advanced decline issues or advanced decline volume, that's what I track on an intraday basis. Uh, or whether you're looking at longer term uh, breath numbers uh, like um, the McClellan oscillator uh, or just the fact that if you follow along with me and you cover breath every day like new highs versus new lows, if you do this every day, everyone's aptitude for this is different. But if you do this every day for certainly for a year, but if you do this every day for six months and you have an average IQ, I promise you, if you do this every day for six months, you will start to get a sixth sense of Wall Street and the tape. And what I mean by the tape is like the macro movement of the market. And when you take a look at yesterday's podcast and yesterday's session, uh, I was very clear. If you follow me on Twitter slash X or Substack Notes, I was crystal clear about it. I was like, look, if you follow intraday uh, breath, which is the VOLD, V-O-L-D, which is the NYSC up-down volume, it basically warned that while we were bouncing in the afternoon, there was no upside volume to be spoken of. There was no big money coming into the market um, validating that rally. So if you watch Valdi like a hawk, it would have either, a couple things, it would have either, if you were already short, it would have kept you short. If you were in like a cash position, it would have prevented you from going long during that bounce. Um, So it's super important. At the end of the day, yesterday on Tuesday, while the markets were trying to rally, Valdi, which is breath volume to the downside, exploded in the last five minutes while prices were going up. So this tells me while while prices are bouncing, there's someone very willing to sell into that bounce. Um, the same thing happened today. Uh, while the markets um, basically were able to close off the lows, the Dow finished uh, at down 94 94 points, which is a quarter percent. The Nasdaq closed down 88 points, which is about 0.6%. And the S&P closed down 26 points, which is about 0.56%. All off the lows of the day. Uh, But it tells me that sellers were happy to sell to anyone who would hit the bid into the close. So uh, we have uh, economic data coming out on Thursday. Um, let me just double check what the calendar looks like tomorrow. Um, on Thursday morning, you have the Atlanta Fed President Bostic who's speaking. You have initial jobless claims at 8:30. Uh, the Fed, uh, Philadelphia Fed Manufacturing Survey at 8:30 as well, and housing starts at 8:30. Building permits at 8:30, all before the market open. Uh, I, I think. The breath data toward the end of the day, both today and yesterday, uh, 
precludes or warns that something is coming down the pipe that you or I probably don't know. I'm sure everyone at Davos knows. I'm sure Jamie Dimon uh, knows. Uh, but the markets are telling me that the intention is to the downside. Um, and, and that's why I focus so much on breath study. Um, what else did I want to cover today that stood out? And I'll post uh, screenshots of all of what I'm talking about right now. But breath is what I consider uh, Wall Street's lie detector test. And it works pretty well if you know how to use it. Um, even today in the afternoon, like around 2 o'clock, uh, the, the market, S&P and NASDAQ were rallying, but uh, the NYSE up down volume was tanking to the downside. Uh, and I'll share screenshots of this. Um, oh, yes. Uh, so, you know, during the fog of war, you know, I don't, I hate and I try not to uh, be at the whims of all of these Fed heads who say something in, to the news press. But on Tuesday, apparently some of the selling in the morning was attributed to uh, the Federal Reserve Chair or Fed head Chris Waller who disappointed the market saying that, you know, they're projecting maybe three rate cuts versus six. And that was what caused some of the selling, apparently. And it's like a temper tantrum for a child. Hey, I thought I was getting candy today before my dinner. It, it's really asinine. Um, and today on Wednesday overnight, uh, Christine Lagarde of the ECB also was kind of hemming and hawing about, oh, I don't know about rate cuts. You know, it really depends on inflation. We're data dependent. Another reason for a sell-off. Like, it, I can't wait for the day when nobody I know knows what the Fed is. Because I guarantee you during the dot-com uh, boom bust, Nobody knew who the Federal Reserve was in your family or circle, but everybody knows now uh, who's a market participant, who the Federal Reserve and who Jerome Powell is. I can't wait for the day when this is not the case anymore. Um, so, yeah, like inflation is a worry uh, in headlines. I have told every one of you that inflation never stopped going up. Uh, all of the data that the Fed and the government reports on is BS. Inflation is raging. They're just not reporting on it. Um, and that's why my thesis in 2024 is that potentially we're going to see a decoupling of the dollar and yields. In the past year and a half, it's been completely handcuffed together. If yields are up, dollars up. If yields down, dollars down. If yields are up, stocks are down, vice versa. That's basically how the markets have been reacting. Um, so just looking at a few other things before I wrap up today and talk about Ephany, like, like I want to be mindful of everyone's time. It's already 15 minutes into this uh, episode. Um, that's kind of the uh, the summary of the day. Um, I think this is a real big tug of war between um, bulls and bears. 
but you have to be laser focused on a few things. Um, definitely the Magnificent Seven. Um, when you take a look at Tesla, it looks really bad. When you take a look at NVIDIA, Magnificent Seven looks really great and Microsoft looks really great. Um, so keep watching uh, the Mag 7. Keep watching yields. I'm telling you, if yields go to four and a half, it does not matter what the Magnificent 7 reports. I don't care if Apple reports 2x of the forecasted iPhone sales. If yields are above 4.5%, it will not matter. So keep watching the 10-year yield um, and, and keep watching like the jobs report. Again, it's totally asinine. If you and I are doing well with jobs, the premise is that, oh, the, the Fed needs um, to raise rates to squash us. If we're doing horrible and we're at the breadline or we're working four part-time jobs, that's great because then the Fed doesn't have to raise rates and make a cut. That is the narrative of the stock market right now, and unfortunately, it's backwards. Um, so that's a quick wrap-up of today's session. Um, for those that are not interested to hear about how to secure yourself from SIM hacks and what the hell does that even mean, I'll see you guys on the next podcast. Uh, for those that do care about your wealth and someone uh, preventing someone from hacking into your bank account and taking your freaking money or your crypto or your stocks, stay for the next two, three minutes. Uh, let me just kind of um, hydrate myself here. So um, everything is digital right now. All of our banking is digital. We pay with our Apple Pay. Uh, we don't really use paper cash that much. Um, in 2023, I was uh, hacked via a SIM card. And um, it was a horrible experience. And I'll walk through this eventually when I interview the general manager of Effany. Uh, but the short version of this is hackers basically either social engineer the carrier uh, or they work with like a mom and pop AT&T, T-Mobile, Verizon, Mint Mobile type reseller that you see at the strip mall and they will hack your SIM. And uh, depending on which carrier you're on, if you try to change your SIM, you'll usually get a text message from the carrier saying, hey, John Doe, Jane Doe, did you request uh, this SIM change? Press 1 if yes, press 2 if no. But that in itself raises an alarm for smart individuals like, hey, what the hell is this? I'm not going to press 1 or reply 1 or reply 2. I've never received a text from you before. Um, and if you don't say that, you know, if you don't reply at all, the default for some of these carriers is to go through with the SIM change. Not, hey, if you don't reply within the next 10, 15 minutes, we won't do anything, call us. It's The default is if you don't reply within 10, 15 minutes, we're going to go through with the SIM change. And that's what happened to me because while I was calling my carrier trying to confirm if this was a legitimate request, 
uh, I was on hold and the SIM change happened. And then the next thing I know, I, I start to get emails saying, did you request this change for your uh, social? Did you request this password change for your bank? And I'm like, what the hell is going on? And then my phone literally becomes a brick, meaning someone else has my phone number. So I'm not getting phone calls. I can't make a phone call. I can't get texts. Um, thankfully, I had another way to call my financial institutions and let them know that there was a SIM hack going on and to lock down all of the money. Um, so that is the short version of it. And SIM hacks are growing in popularity for hackers because uh, it's so easy to do for them. Um, and I found this company called Ephany, who basically, and I'm giving you the short version. I'm going to go through a deep dive. I'm going to interview the general manager as a part one, and then I'm going to interview the CEO as a part two. Um, but Ephany sits on top of other carriers like AT&T, Verizon, etc. And their secret sauce without giving it away is that they don't make it easy for SIM changes. Okay? So for most carriers, their whole um, benefit is ease of use, right? The easier something is to use, the easier it is to hack, right? Um, so they want you to be able to switch carriers. Do you guys remember when you, if you switched a carrier, if you, I don't know how old you are, but if you're my age, over 40, dude, I remember when I, there were beepers, okay? If you're my age, you remember when you changed from one carrier to another, you could not take your phone number. Phone number porting was not a thing. It was very hard to keep your phone number. And it was just much harder to move between carriers. But today, you could have one carrier and then in the same, you could go into Verizon, buy a phone, activate a cell number, and then go the same day to a competing carrier and move that number, get a different device uh, all on the same day. And they want this ease of portability. And then you have thousands of employees that work for these companies. And then you have thousands of resellers that, you know, are working kind of in the shadows where if you give them a couple hundred dollars, they might give up your SIM uh, and do the SIM port for, for a unsuspecting um, customer on behalf of a hacker. Um, and I found out how the whole hack happened to me and how they were able to penetrate. And I'll go through that on the interview. But uh, this is happening more and more. You know, there are millions of uh, consumers that obviously have cell phones, over 200 million in the U.S. But there are millions of those customers getting SIM hacked. Um, and it's no joke. I've, I've read stories where... Uh, victims while this was going on 
to prevent them from stopping it, like the text message I noted about, hey, press reply one if you requested the SIM change, reply two if you didn't, and then they bomb your phone with thousands of text messages so that you can't reply in time, right? Because for me, if I did reply to that carrier text saying, no, I did not, it would have stopped them. But, you know, being the um, the cynic and, you know, I just don't trust text messages from anyone I don't know in real life, I didn't reply anything and I called the carrier and in the, the time that I was on hold, the SIM change happened. So FNE makes it super hard. It makes it inconvenient for SIM changes. There are 11 steps you as a customer need to take to change your SIM. And then on top of that, you can add other layers uh, before a SIM change happens to your phone. So because of this, um, many uh, actors, uh, celebrities, business owners, crypto customers, uh, high net worth individuals who have moved on to Ephony. Uh, so I am working on a partnership with them where I can extend a discount to all of uh, my subscribers. Um, I will get a small commission on that. Uh, so I want to be completely forthcoming. But this is a super important um, facet of building your wealth, but also protecting your wealth. Because l- let me be clear, everybody, whether they're you know the other side of the trade at Wall Street or whether it's these hackers and scammers, uh, they are out for your money. And in this digital day and age, uh, your phone number is just as susceptible to hacking to your money as your social security number. So um, keep an eye out for what's coming. I'm actually going to, this is so important, I'm going to create its own tab on my Substack. Because the last thing I want is to hear stories about folks that are subscribers who got SIM hacked, uh, you know, randomly and were impacted because this could really affect you. Um, And I hear a ton of horror stories about this. So um, I will post uh, fairly shortly, probably before the month is out on the program and the discount. Uh, to offer you guys and how this all works, I'll interview uh, the general manager there uh, at Ephony uh, first, Mark Kreitzman, and then I will interview as a part two the CEO and co-founder Hasib Awan, uh, who is pretty active on uh, Twitter slash X. Uh, so keep an eye out for that. That's all I have for today. I hope you enjoyed the extra content. I think this is a really important subject matter for 2024. Uh, So with that, I will see you all after the Thursday session. All right, later.